With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday, the weekend before the World Cup, which starts on Sunday. Ecuador against Qatar. Are we all that excited about that? Well, we should be excited to watch Ecuador because it's a chance to see Caicedo. There's a couple of other good players in that squad, like Purvis Estupinen, Piero Hincapi. But let's be honest, it's a bit of a damp squib to start a tournament. Um... We have World Cup news, though, regarding a former Liverpool player, and that is that Sadio Mane has been forced to withdraw from Senegal's squad. He obviously got injured in Bayern's game about a week and a half ago and initially was ruled out of the World Cup. Then there was some hope that he might be able to come back and play the last of the group stage games and potentially then be okay for the knockouts. But... After training, it turns out that Sadio's injury is worse than they had initially thought. And there is a surgery that's been had. So he underwent surgery in Innsbruck on Thursday evening. Um, A tendon, he had a detached tendon in his right knee that attaches the kind of the knee to the right fibula. And um, that is that is an awful shame. It's an awful shame for him. It's obviously a huge blow for Senegal. It's the last World Cup Sadio would have gotten in his peak. He'll be 34 at the next one. You'd imagine he'll be there because he takes really good care of himself. And there's plenty of 34-year-olds going this time around, but Senegal are on such a high having won the AFCON that it's just such a big blow for them. And obviously you do feel devastated for the player. Same with Ginny. To lose both of them to the World Cup is is really unfortunate. Virgil has spoken about what a big blow it is. You know, Asadi was a friend of his to to have him miss out. So um, hopefully he recovers quickly, gets back to doing what he does best. But it's a big blow for them. Um... Tom Werner has come out today. That is the founder 
of FSG, one of the founders, I should say, and he is the official Liverpool chairman, even though he has no real involvement in the club and hasn't had since the summer of 2017 when he botched the Virgil van Dijk deal by running his mouth. Um, He has come out and said that while there is no urgency, the owners are exploring a sale. So he has been clear they are exploring a sale. One of the FSG partners, Sam Kennedy, had said yesterday that they were looking at options, that there was a lot of interest. And Werner's comments are, what I would say is asset value protecting comments, you know, coming out and saying, we're not in a rush to sell. We don't need to sell. It's business as usual. One outcome could be our continued stewardship for quite a while. This is what you say when you don't want people to think you're desperate. This is what you say when you're trying to get the highest possible price for your asset. So there's no doubt we will be sold. It's just a matter of when. Now, David Ornstein has already said it could be it could be a year. You know, it could be six months. We don't know. It was never going to be like the Chelsea sale where it was done within six weeks because the government were handling that. Roman Abramovich had been forced to sell the club. So you didn't have the same kind of time restraints. This is open-ended. It may well be that it comes down to them continuing to look for investment, but if they get the right offer for a full sale, that's what they'll do. So we might as well strap in. It's going to be a long time. It's not going to happen quickly. It's not going to happen overnight. The valuation is the valuation. It's over $3 billion. It may be $4 billion. I mean, I've seen people try and say, oh, well, if you look at the Chelsea price, it was, you know, five years worth of revenue. So if you do that for Liverpool, it's this price. Let's not let's not fool ourselves into thinking that the clubs are the same. Liverpool is one of the two biggest clubs in England. And at best, Chelsea is the fourth biggest club. Liverpool have a much bigger global fan base than Chelsea, whose numbers are largely inflated through the magic of lying about things on the internet. Liverpool make money most years. Chelsea have lost money pretty much every year since the early 70s. Liverpool have a far bigger stadium that is being renovated. Chelsea, Stamford Bridge, if anyone's been there, it's quite run down. It's smaller. It's massively in need of probably tearing down and rebuilding. So you can't compare the two assets. You you simply can't. Liverpool is a global brand. Chelsea are, are a big English club, but I wouldn't class them as a global brand. I think there's only three English clubs that are a real global brand ourselves united and to a lesser extent Arsenal. Like Cities is inflated through lies. I think Chelsea's is as well. Yes, they've won a couple of European Cups and that will always bring more global interest and you know more glory hunting fans. But at the same time, if they went through a bad run, their support would fall off hugely. 
if we went through a bad run, our support would stay the same. You might get a small percentage that would go look at something else shinier, but I think 99.9% of Liverpool fans would remain Liverpool fans if we went another 30 years without a title or whatever. If Chelsea went 30 years without a title, I reckon half their fan base would disappear. Because half their fan base appeared when Roman started buying success for them. Molly disagrees. Molly reckons it's three quarters of their fan base. Um, the club have confirmed a new long-term contract for Curtis Jones. His contract was running till 2025. Now it runs till 2027. I think it's clever. I said this yesterday. I do think it's clever to tie him down. Like, people keep saying, oh, there's no need to do it. Well, yes, there was, because his contract was going to enter the last two years come the summer, and then his value starts to decrease. And it limits what you can do with him. You can't loan him out with two years left if your hope is that that loan causes his value to increase exponentially and then you want to sell him because any increase in his value based on performance will be negated by the fact that you have one year left on his contract. By doing this, Liverpool could loan him out in January for 18 months and when he comes back, he'd still have three years left on his contract. And if he did exceptionally well on that loan and you decided you wanted to cash in, you'd have a high value, a high value asset. And I do think Curtis would benefit massively from getting to play regularly. We can't give him those regular minutes. But if he was playing for, I don't know, Brentford, let's say, and playing every single week and doing well, scoring, assisting, his value would rise and rise, his profile would rise and rise. And you'd be able to cash in. Or you'd be able to bring him back and say, right, now you're ready to play regularly for us. I said it yesterday, I said it on Twitter as well, and it made a lot of people cry. I don't think Jurgen Klopp has managed Curtis well. The fact that 19-year-old Harvey Elliott, who's 26 months younger than Curtis, has more career minutes is not ideal at all. But Harvey got that loan to Blackburn, which was massive for his development. I don't agree that Harvey's a better player than Curtis. He's a more experienced player than Curtis. He's played regularly. He had a full season where he played regularly for Blackburn. I don't think people fully grasp how important that is. Tyler Morton isn't anywhere near as good as Curtis, but he's playing in the championship regularly. And he's a much better player now than he was in August because he's playing every game. The same would happen for Curtis, just like it happened for Harvey. And even if it was a championship loan, if you send Curtis to the championship, he'd absolutely tear the league up. As well as that, you look at what Klopp has done with Harvey. He's put him in that attacking right-sided midfield role 
that has always been the more attacking of the eight positions. When it was Ox, when it was Henderson, it's always been far more attack-minded than the left-sided role, which was Ginny's role. So he's put Harvey into a position where he's allowed to express himself on the ball, where he's allowed to involve himself in attacks, where he's got a little bit less defensive responsibility. And people like to ignore just how bad Harvey is off the ball. Like he is genuinely dreadful off the ball. Curtis is significantly better off the ball, but part of that is because Curtis got forced into playing that left-sided role, which doesn't really suit him. It has improved the defensive side of his game, but it has torpedoed the attacking side of his game. When Curtis broke through, we didn't see this overplaying of everything. We didn't see this incredible hesitancy on the ball, this poor decision-making. We saw a lad that played on instinct and generally got most decisions right because he didn't think about it too much. It's one of the same issues Henderson has. You look back at 13-14 when Henderson played under Rodgers and would make those late runs into the box and would do things on instinct, whether it was to get a shot away, whether it was a little flicked ball around the corner, whether it was a little back heel pass to Suarez. Those type of things were done on instinct. And Henderson excelled doing those things. But when Henderson plays anywhere else and has too much time on the ball and too much time to think, what does he do? Backwards, sidewards, slows things down and generally makes the wrong call. The same thing happens with Curtis. We saw him play left wing recently and he played off instinct because the space was tighter Things had to move quicker. And the first touch, the control, the ability to retain possession in tight space against two and three defenders was really, really good. He got back to doing what's natural to him. And I think if you played him in that right-sided role, the same thing would happen. You'd get much more out of him. The left-sided role, we've had Thiago. Well, first of all, we had Ginny, then Thiago. Nabi, now Arthur. That's four really good players that Curtis has had to contend with for minutes in that spot. There's no, nothing like that on the right-hand side. Nothing like it at all. Henderson has never been a particularly good eight since that year under Rodgers. His best form under Klopp the two really good spells of form he's had were as a six in 16-17 and as a six in the title-winning season when Fabinho got injured. Ox is always hurt. So Harvey's just been given that position. He hasn't had to earn it. That's why I don't think Klopp has done well by Curtis. I think if he was to do well by Curtis, he'd send him out on loan. And get him 35 starts in a season across all competitions. Get him, you know, 2,800 minutes in a season. Would make such a big difference to his development. Players won't develop if they don't play enough. And when 22-year-old, almost 22-year-old Curtis Jones has 500 less minutes than 19-year-old Harvey Elliott. 
it's not a surprise that Harvey looks more comfortable on the pitch. It really isn't. It's also not a sign that Harvey's a better player. It's a sign that he's a more experienced, more developed player. Like, look at Jacob Ramsey. A lot of Liverpool fans, including myself, would love us to sign Jacob Ramsey. And you look at the minutes that he's played. Curtis is about four and a half thousand minutes for his career. Ramsey has over 1,100 this season. Last season, he played two and a half. There's three and a half, about three, seven, all told. Season before, another thousand, there's four, seven. Like, and he's six months younger than Curtis and made his debut a couple of years after Curtis. Yet he's playing much more regularly. He also got a loan spell where he played about 600 minutes in six months. Things that benefit young players, getting to play. Ramsey's about six, seven, eight hundred minutes for the career above Curtis, despite being six months younger and making his senior debut after him. And look at the development he's had, because he's had regular minutes. Now, admittedly, it's easier to give him regular minutes because, well, Villa aren't very good. But send Curtis to a team that aren't very good and let him get in the team. And you can be certain he'll do well. Like, we've all seen players that aren't as talented as Curtis. Like, Conor Gallagher is nowhere near as talented as Curtis. He's more dynamic, maybe. But... Look at how much he benefited from that loan spell at Palace last year and the loan spell before that at West Brom and before that at Swansea. (laughs) I know we all criticise Chelsea for routinely loaning players out, but look at the benefit of a year at Vietas Arnhem and a year at Derby for Mason Mount. Curtis didn't get this opportunity. Harvey got it. Tyler Morton is getting it now. This kid needs it as well. He's a baby in footballing terms. Like, Fabio Carvalho. I wouldn't imagine Curtis has played a huge amount of minutes more than Fabio. Fabio's got about 6'10 this season. Take out 90, so it's about 5'20. Last season... Played over 3,000 minutes. Season before. Senior football, about 500 minutes. So there's not a whole lot of difference between Curtis and Fabio. Maybe four or 500 minutes. Fabio's just turned 20. Curtis is about to turn 22. And it's not because of injuries, because Harvey Elliott missed, what, five months last season through injuries and then barely played in the back half of last season, was sitting in the stands more often than he was on the pitch. It's not because of injuries. It's not because Curtis had an eye injury that kept him out for a while or this stress fracture that's kept him out for a while. It's just not because Harvey missed five months of last season with 
a shattered ankle. Kid needs to play. Send him on loan. Let him play. And stop whinging about him on Twitter. Like, if you want to just... You might as well put it in your bio that you're a complete cock if what you do on Twitter is when a young player announces that they're really excited to have signed a new contract with the club they grew up supporting, if you go into it and give him abuse, or when the club announces it, if you respond with abuse of that player, or if you tag that player at any point in abuse. And it could be any player, whether it's a youngster or an older player. You don't tag players in abuse. If you want to say shit about them, and I do it all the time, I say shit about players all the time. Just say it on your own timeline. You don't need to put it on theirs. You don't need to put it in their mentions. And if you do do that, please do us all a favor and just change your username to dickhead so we all know and can just preeminently block you. Preeminently is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. He's got eight goals and nine assists for Liverpool, does, does Curtis. That's not bad, considering how little he's got him to play. Um, Right, what else if this is Anfield got? They've got a quiz. Let's do the quiz then. Uh, 14 head-to-head questions on the season so far. Who has played the most minutes across all competitions? I saw this the other day and I can't believe it. It's Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott has played the most minutes. Oh, it was out of those four players, but it was Trent and Gomez, which is just not ideal. Who is the most assists so far? Costas, Trent, Robbo or Mo? I want to say it's Costas. It's not Costas. It's Robbo with seven. Who has been subbed on the most times? It's it's 100% James. It's Milner, Darwin or Carvalho. It's 100% James Milner. Yeah, 13 times James Milner has been brought on. 13. Who is the only player to feature in every game? Fabio, Bobby, Harvey, Virgil. Again, I saw this on Twitter the other day. It's Harvey Elliott. It's ridiculous. That's that's not a good thing. He's been, he's been overplayed. Curtis has been underplayed, and he's been overplayed. Um, who has not yet made an assist? Trent, Joe, Henderson, or Ali? It is Trent, amazingly. Liverpool have won more games at home or away in all competitions. It's definitely at home because we've been absolutely dreadful away. Who has been in the starting 11 the most times? Mo, Virgil or Ali? I would guess Virgil because Ali, didn't Ali miss a couple of games? Yeah, Virgil has 21 starts. Ali and Mo have 20. Uh, Who has, yeah, the, the... Community Shield, Ali missed, Adrian played. Who has received the most yellow cards? Trent, Fabinho or Gomez? It should be Fab, but I have a feeling Trent gets booked more often, largely from whinging. It is Trent. Four. It's not great. Who has been subbed off the most times? Henderson, Bobby, Harvey or Darwin? It can't be Darwin. So he hasn't started enough. I don't think it's Harvey. Henderson doesn't start enough anymore either. So Bobby? Yes, Bobby has been subbed off 12 times. 
Which one is yet to score? Jota, Matip, Carvalho, or Diaz? It is Diogo Jota. Uh, who is the most shots on most total shots on goal? Salah or Darwin? Salah has played a lot more, so I would guess Salah. It is seventy-one to sixty-one, which tells you Darwin shoots a hell of a lot. Uh, which red did not make their club debut this season? Leighton Stewart, Stefan Besetic, Bobby Clark, or Malcolmu Fraundorf? I would guess Fraundorf. Didn't he play last year? He did the FA Cup. Um, who has been named in the match day squad more often? Bobby Clark, Sepp Vandenberger, Harvey Davies. Definitely Harvey Davies. Yeah, seven times. And true or false, Liverpool's 22 league points is the worst return after 14 games since 12-13. No, it is, it is the 14-15 team. Yeah, 14-15, we had 20 points. Right, so I got 13 out of 14, um, which isn't bad, isn't bad. Liverpool.com, Liverpool contract decision has forced new dilemma. Liverpool have obvious RLN, Aurelian Chouameni fix as Jurgen Klopp should take transfer. And that's a picture of, that's a picture of Declan Rice, who's not an obvious Chouameni fix because they're very different players. A uh, new Jude Bellingham transfer factor emerges. Lionel Messi knows all about potential Liverpool transfer tigers. Jurgen Klopp chance clear. Clear. That is um, Enzo Fernandez, who should be our top target for the summer. Darwin Nunes should be far closer to Erling Haaland as Liverpool wrestle with unlikely prop nonsense. Cristiano Ronaldo has. Who cares? Darwin Nunes has completed his Liverpool integration and Jurgen Klopp can now fully unleash him. Christopher Nkunku injury just showed Liverpool already scouted Roberto Firmino air. What? Oh, Randall Colomwani. Um, Did we scout him? Interesting. Seems we did. Seems we did. Liverpool tracking Mason Mount and should ruin Chelsea breakthrough. I'd love to get Mason Mount to Liverpool. Um, FSG Liverpool sale latest amid fresh statement on big returns tip and Naby Keita wanted. This is that media digest piece. Uh, Chelsea star impressed with Liverpool midfielder. European heavyweights to battle for Naby Keita. Juventus and Paris Saint-Germain both interested in signing Naby. No surprise there. Uh, FSG make a new statement. It's just about potential for sales. Um, Anfieldindex.com then. There is a piece up entitled Why Curtis Jones Deserves a New Contract. That's been written by Stephen Smith, so get your eyes on that one. There is also What to Expect from our World Cup Reds. Uh, That was also written by Stephen Smith. And that's all we have in terms of articles. And then there is that new scout that I mentioned yesterday, World Cup Players to Watch. There's also the Minefield Special with Rasha Jonas. Um, or Eunice, I think it's Rashi Eunice. Um, Alan and Andrew talking about LGBTQ rights and the World Cup and what it means. And uh, as as we've seen today, with the way they've just 
completely backtracked on their promise that they would sell alcohol at stadiums, nothing the Qataris promised before this World Cup should be taken as something that will definitely happen. Uh, That's me for the week, folks. I will see you Monday. Actually, no, I won't. No, I won't. This podcast is now going on hiatus for the World Cup. Uh, Unless something major happens, there won't be a daily red. Instead, there will be a World Cup daily uh, with myself and Carl. Uh, Next week going to be a little bit shaky for me, so it might be Guy and Carl for a couple of days. It will definitely be Guy and Carl for one day. It might be for two. But uh, we'll make things work. We're going to have a daily World Cup pod coming. And I will see you all on that. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.